Hello and welcome. Now today I want to speak to you uh, concerning the works that Jesus did and you know his relationship with the Father and how that now translates to our relationship with him. And I really believe this is going to bless you and I believe you're going to see some things that you've never seen before and in the Word, you know, uh, and heard some things that you've never heard before. And I believe that God will lift the veil from your eyes and your heart so that you can see and hear more of Him um, and that you can do the works that He did and even greater. So uh, you can, you know, we, we're going to start in John chapter 5. And in John chapter 5, uh, you know, it started off with uh, the, the guy that lay there at the bath of Bethesda. And uh, there was no one to help him into the water when the angel stirred the water. So when Jesus got there, you know, he found this guy 38 years laying there sick <laughs> and paralyzed. And, um, you know, Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? He said, yes, but I have no one to put me into the water. And he said, just stand up, you can bed and walk. And uh, so, so the guy rose up and he was healed and he, and he walked and everything. And the, the Jews didn't like that. The Pharisees didn't like it because it occurred on the Sabbath day. Now, so we pick it up in verse 16. So, uh, for this reason, the Jews began to persecute, annoy, and torment Jesus and sought to kill him. Because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. So now just look at the spirit that's in operation here with these Pharisees. They tried, they sought to kill him. So the, the, the point is, uh, you know, the, the ambition of their heart was to bring death, to kill Jesus. But Jesus answered them, My father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working. And I too must be at divine work. This made the Jews more determined than ever to kill him, to do away with him. Because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but he actually was speaking of God as being in a special sense his own father, making himself equal and putting himself on a level with God. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the son is able to do nothing of himself, of his own accord, but he is able to do only what he sees the Father doing, for whatever the Father does is what the Son does in the same way in his turn. The Father dearly loves the Son and discloses to and shows him everything that he himself does. And he will disclose to him greater things yet than these, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. Just as the Father raises up the dead and gives them life and makes them live on, even so the Son also gives life to whomever He wills and is pleased to give it. So Jesus and the Father is pleased to give life to you. Okay? Even the Father judges no one, for He has given all judgment entirely into the hands of the Son, so that all men may give honor to the Son, just as they give honor to the Father. In fact, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who has sent him. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, who listens to my message and believes and trusts in and clings to and relies on him who sent me, has and possesses now eternal life. And he does not come into judgment and does not incur sentence of judgment and will not come under condemnation. But he has already passed over out of death into life. 
Believe me when I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the time is coming and is here now, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear it shall live. For even as the Father has life in himself and is self-existent, so he has given to the Son to have life in himself and be self-existent. And he has given him authority and granted him power to execute judgment, because he is a Son of Man, the very man. Not, do not be surprised and wonder at this, for the time is coming when all those who are in the tombs shall hear his voice, and they shall come out. Those who have practiced doing good will come out to the resurrection of a new life, and those who have done evil will, will be raised for judgment, raised to meet their sentence. I am able to do nothing from myself. There he repeats it again. Independently and of my own accord. So everyone is always so bent on being independent, okay? <laughs> you shouldn't be independent from God. Um, Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself, but only as I am taught by God and as I get His orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my Father is right, just, righteous, because I do not seek and consult my own will, I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. If I alone testify in my behalf, my testimony is not valid and cannot be worth anything. There is another who testifies concerning me. I know and am certain that his evidence on my behalf is true and valid. You yourselves have sent an inquiry to John, and he has been a witness to the truth. But I do not receive a mere human witness. The evidence which I accept on my behalf is not from man. But I simply mention all these things in order that you may be saved. John was the lamp that kept on burning and shining to show you the way, and you were willing for a while to delight yourselves in his light. But I have as, as my witness something greater, weightier, higher, and better than that of John. For the works that the Father has appointed me to accomplish and finish. The very same works that I am now doing are a witness and a proof that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. Not one of you has ever given ear to his voice or seen his form. Uh, you have always been deaf to his voice and blind to the vision of him. And you have not his word living in your hearts because you do not believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on him whom he has sent. That is why you do not keep his message living in you because you do not believe in the messenger whom he has sent. Okay? And then he went on, you search and investigate, pour over the scriptures diligently. Because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them, and these very scriptures testify about me, and still you are not willing, but refuse to come to me that you might have life. Okay, so these Pharisees, you know, they, they looked at the scriptures and they tried independently from God to, to establish their own righteousness. All right? And their works were weak works. It was natural works. It was just deeds of the flesh. It had no power in itself. So there was no testament, supernatural testimony to confirm the word. Okay? So Jesus said to them, you know, um, my words does not abide in you. You do not receive me. You have no, uh, no part in me. You, you do not um, receive the Father. And I can say that because you do not receive the one whom he has sent. So Jesus said, 
I do nothing on myself. I do not have the ability to do anything by myself in independence from God. But he said, I am dependent on him. I only preach what I hear him say. <laughs> I only say what I hear the Father say, what he sent me to preach. And he said, and I only do the works that I see my Father do. So now, he has a witness. This witness testifies concerning him that he is true. And the witness is the works that he has done that no one else can do. <laughs> the works of the Father. So now, the Father testifies with the Son, being with him, and the testimony is the works of the Father that Jesus did. So because Jesus saw the Father, he is now able to do the works of the Father. So Jesus spoke the, the word of the Father, he did the works of the Father. So uh, he testified of himself, him being truth manifested in the flesh, and also the Father brought his testimony with him in, uh, you know, in conjunction with, with Jesus. He brought his testimony, and his testimony was the works that Jesus performed that no one was able to do. All right, so he said, he said to them, they have never seen him, they have never heard him. So in John chapter 1 verse 18, um, he says, no one has ever at any time seen God. <laughs> he said, no one has ever seen him. You know, uh, so, but the Son of God, Jesus Christ, has come to make him known. And, you know, the same in First John chapter, chapter 4, I think it's around about verse 8, he says, uh, he says, no one has ever at any time seen God. But if the love of God dwells amongst us, then, uh, you know, that love is perfected among us. So, so um, the image of God is the love of God. Love is not seen except in people. So God is not seen except in people. Now love has certain works. The works of love is to heal the sick. <laughs> the works of love is to raise the dead, to speak the words of life. So the words spoken out of fellowship with the love of the Father will be powerful words and the works done out of relationship of love with the Father will be powerful works and will be able to raise the dead and cleanse the lepers and heal the sick, restore recovery of sight to the blind. So, you know, Jesus said in, in um, well, Isaiah said in Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the broken heart, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So he was anointed to do works and to speak a certain word. Alright? So, and the works and the word had a certain effect on the people. And the effect of, of that was God restored his people. Alright? So now these people took the scriptures. They studied it diligently, but they had no life. Because they didn't realize that the scriptures testified of Jesus Christ. So they tried in independence from the Father and in independence from Jesus to, to do something, you know. And they thought their works were, that was it. But it was totally fruitless. <laughs> so Jesus said, you, uh, you do not have any fellowship. You have never seen him, you have never heard him. You search the scriptures and you suppose that you have life through them, but these scriptures testify about me and you would not come to me that you might have life. Okay, so what Jesus said here in John chapter 5 is, the works that I do, even though it's on the Sabbath, my Father is still at divine work. Okay, 
even though it's on the Sabbath, you don't really understand what the Sabbath is, is about in the first place. So he said, the works testifies that what I say is true. Isaiah 64 verse 4. For from of old, no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen a God besides you, who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly waits for him. So I have not seen, ear have not heard, this God who works on behalf of, of them who waits for him. Alright? So what it means is the message that Jesus Christ brought, the, the power by which he spoke, the anointing, has not yet been seen on the earth before he came. Alright? But he came to make it known. No one has seen the Father at any time. No one has seen him at any time. But when the love is there, he's, you know, we have fellowship with him. And, and the love is perfected. Alright? That's first John 4. And um, John 1 verse 18, no one has ever seen the Father. But Jesus has come to make him known. Alright? So now, uh, I just want to read 1 Corinthians 2 to you. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding. Okay, so they didn't hear it, they didn't see it, it was hidden. And now revealed to us by God, that wisdom which God advised and decreed before the ages for our glorification, to lift us into the glory of His presence. None of the rulers of this age and world perceived and recognized and understood this, for if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man. All that God has prepared, made and keeps ready for those who love him. All right. Who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. Yet to us, God has unveiled and revealed them by and through His Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, explore, exploring, examining everything, even the, sounding the, bot, the profound bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives, knows, understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Just so. No one discerns and comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God, except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And we are setting these truths forth in a, in a words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths to spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept, welcome, or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, meaningless nonsense to him, and he is incapable of knowing them. All right? Of progressively recognizing, understanding, becoming better acquainted with it. Because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. Okay. So, I have not seen, ear have not heard, this God who reveals himself in word and in deed. All right? And this God who reveals himself in word and in deed, you know, he does it by speaking a word that no one has heard before, by doing deeds that is impossible for anyone to do before. Okay? So, the words that Jesus spoke was not his own words. He was not self-willed. The words that Jesus spoke was the words that his father sent him to do. 
the works that Jesus did was the Father with him testifying that the, work, the words that he spoke was true. Alright? So the words and the works go together, right? And when the works and the words go together, when they both testify, two witnesses agree. Alright? So it agrees that God is living inside the person who speaks and does. Okay? It agrees that, um, that the Holy Spirit is active. Now, the natural, non-spiritual man cannot hear it. They, have, they are incapable of knowing it. All right? So, you don't have to worry about people who are religious, um, you know, who is fighting against you and who doesn't understand it, doesn't want to know it. Okay? They are incapable of knowing it. Right? So, you just, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, Receive the words constantly, so that the words can dwell in your heart. Let the word find interest into your heart. Alright? And then, act on the word that is living in your heart. Let the word and the works be active in your life, and let the two testify together. Alright? So, I just want to continue in John chapter 8, verse 12. Once more Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark but will have the light which is life. So he said, you know, if we receive his words, we have already passed from darkness into light. Whereupon the Pharisees told him, you are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid and is worthless. So now they challenge his testimony because he's speaking concerning himself. Okay? <laughs> Jesus answered, even if I do testify on my, on my own behalf, my testimony is true and reliable and valid. For I know where I come from. And where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. <laughs> you set yourselves up to judge according to the flesh by what you see. You condemn by external human standards. I do not set myself up to judge and condemn or sentence anyone. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true and my decision is right, for I am not alone in making it. But there are two of us, I and the Father who sent me. In your own law it is written that the testimony of two persons is reliable and, witness, uh, and valid. I am one of the two bearing testimony concerning myself. And my father who sent me, he also testifies about me. Then they said to him, where is this father of yours? So obviously they did not know the father, otherwise they would have recognized him. So that what they're actually saying is they're agreeing with Jesus. Where is this father of yours? Jesus answered, you know my father as little as you know me. <laughs> if you knew me, you would know my father also. Jesus said these things in the treasury while he was teaching in the temple court. But no one ventured to arrest him, because his hour had not yet come. Therefore he said again to them, I am going away, and you will be looking for me, and you will die in and under the curse of your sin. Where I am going, it is not possible for you to come. For who to come? For the natural person who does not receive his word. Right? At this the Jews began to ask among themselves, will he kill himself? Is that why he says where I'm going it is not possible for you to come? He said to them, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. That is why I told you uh, that you will die in uh, under the curse of your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he whom I claim to be, if you do not adhere to trust in me, you will die in your sins. Then they said to him, Who are you anyway? Jesus replied, Why do I even speak to you? I am exactly what I have been telling you from the first. 
I have much to say about you and uh, to judge and condemn, but he who sent me is true and reliable, and I tell the world only the things that I have heard from him. They did not perceive that he was speaking to them about the Father. They could not perceive because they were natural people. So Jesus added, When you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, you will realize that I am he for, for whom you look, and that I do nothing of myself, on my own accord, my own authority. But I say exactly what my Father has taught me. And he who sent me is ever with me. My Father has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases Him. As He said these things, many believed in Him. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in Him, If you abide in My word and hold fast to My teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly My disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered Him, We are Abraham's offspring and have never been in bondage to anybody. What do you mean by saying you will be set free? Jesus answered them, I assure you most solemnly I tell you, whoever commits and practices sin is a slave of sin. Now a slave does not remain in a house permanently. The son of the house does remain forever. So if the son liberates you and makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Yes, I know that you are Abraham's offspring, yet you plan to kill me. Because my word has no entrance in you. I tell the things which I have seen and, heard and learned in my father's side. And your actions also reflect what you have heard and learned with your father. They retorted, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if you were truly Abraham's children, then you would do the works of Abraham and follow his example. Uh, do as Abraham did. But now instead you are wanting and seeking to kill me, a man who, was, who has told you the truth which I have heard from God. This is not the way Abraham acted. You are doing the works of your own father. They said to him, we are not illegitimate children and born out of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me and respect me and welcome me gladly. Gladly, for I proceeded and came forth from God out of His very presence. I did not even come on my own authority or of my own accord, but He sent me. Why do you misunderstand what I say? It is because you are unable to hear what I am saying. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your ears are shut to my teaching. You are of your father the devil, and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself and the father of lies and all that is false. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me and do not trust me, do not rely on me. Who of you convicts me of, of wrongdoing and find me guilty of sin? Then if I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God listens to God. Those who belong to God hear the words of God. This is the reason that you do not listen to me, because you do not belong to God and are not of God in, in harmony with Him. The Jews answered him, Are we not right when we say you are a Samaritan and that you have a demon? <laughs> Jesus answered, I am not possessed by a demon. On the contrary, I honor and reverence my Father, and you dishonor me. However, I am not in search of honor for myself. There is one who looks after that. He seeks my glory, and he is the judge. 
I assure you most solemnly I tell you, if anyone observes my teaching and lives in accordance with the message and keeps my word, he will by no means ever see and experience death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you are under the power of a demon. <laughs> Abraham died and also the prophets, and yet you say, If a man keeps my word, he will never taste of death into all eternity. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and all of the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I were to glorify myself, I would have no real glory, for my glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must come to me from my Father. It is my Father who glorifies me. Yet you do not know Him or recognize Him, and are not acquainted with Him, but I know Him. If I should say that I do not know Him, I would be a liar like you. But I know Him and keep His word. Your forefather Abraham was extremely happy at the hope and prospect of seeing my day. Then the Jews said to him, You are not even fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus replied, I assure you most solemnly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. <laughs> so they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus, by mixing with the crowd, concealed himself and went out the temple enclosure. Okay. So now, um, there's, there's a lot in here that we can discuss. But I want you to see the whole dialogue here. There are people who are natural, who do not receive his word into their heart. Their, their hearts are not open to him. They do not know the Father, so they do not know the Son whom the Father has sent. Okay, So it is the same even today. When we look at, at the Word of God and we truly know Jesus Christ and we go and speak of what we have seen and heard from Him, then there will be a crowd that says, you, you are of the devil. You know, um, uh, There's a crowd always that says to the people who heals the sick and who performs miracles, they are of the devil. Um, so that must be a very good devil then that heals the sick and raises the dead, you know. And, and those same people will teach that God gives you sicknesses and trials and distress and stuff to teach you or to guide you or to, I don't know, to bring some kind of a temperance to you. I don't know. Uh, people have this idea that God teaches you through suffering. So if God teaches me through suffering, and the devil heals the sick. There's something wrong with the vision that people have from God. So now Jesus came and he says, My testimony is true because I know where I come from. And I know where I'm going. But you natural folk, you have no idea. <laughs> you don't know who I am. You don't recognize me and you do not recognize my father. But there are two that testifies to you. The works and the words that I speak to you. Because I do not seek my own honor. I seek to please Him. And I always do what pleases my Father. So, His, His Word, He was the Word that was, that was made flesh. And He was the express image of the, of the Divine. You know? He was the seen representation of the unseen. If you have seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. If you saw Him, you know there is God in the flesh. Okay? And they planned to kill Him and to crucify Him. Some people believed, received Him, came to him. Other people did not believe. <laughs> and um, in their unbelief, they, uh, they rejected him and they died in their own sins. Okay? So you get these two groups of people today still. And these two groups are those 
um, whose hearts are open and who receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and who believes in him, and the other group who tries in independence from God and to establish their own righteousness by their own works. Okay? So um, I just want to, to go con and continue in John chapter 10. And you will see these two groups of people. And, and you will see how, how Jesus testified of the Father and the Father testified about Jesus. And how the two agree, the, des the testimony of two. You know, by, by the testimony of two, the, um, the truth will be established. Now John chapter 10, uh, verse 24. So the Jews surrounded him and began asking him, asking him, How long are you going to keep us in doubt and suspense? If you really are the Christ... Tell us so plainly and openly. Jesus answered him, I have told you so. Yet you do not believe me. You do not trust me and rely on me. The very works that I do by the power of my Father and in my Father's name bear witness concerning me. They are my credentials and evidence in support of me. But you do not believe and trust and rely on me because you do not belong to my fold. You are no sheep of mine. The sheep that are of my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages to all the eternity. They shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all else, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again the Jews brought up stones to stone him. Jesus said to them, My Father has enabled me to do many good deeds. There's the deeds again. I have shown many acts of mercy in your presence. Uh, for which of these do you mean to stone me? Jesus, the Jews replied, We are not going to stone you for a good act, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, make yourself as we God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, I said, that you are gods? So men are called gods by the law, men to whom God's message came, and the scripture cannot be set aside or cancelled or broken or annulled. If that is true, do you say that the one whom the Father consecrated and dedicated and set apart for himself and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God. If I am not doing the works, performing the deeds of my Father, then do not believe me. Do not adhere to me, do not trust me and rely on me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me or have faith in me, or at least believe the works and have faith in what I do, in order that you may know and understand clearly that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. They sought again to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. Okay, so can you see the two spirits here? These are people who really sought to kill Jesus. And, and if you go back to John, John chapter 10 verse 10, he says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance and to the full until it overflows. And he said in verse 8, you know, all others who came as such before me are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to and obey them. I am the door. Alright, so, so Jesus was the door. He was the one through whom we can get to the Father. Alright, he testified by word. And the Father testified to the word that Jesus spoke by performing deeds through Jesus. 
And he just testified. He said, I am of my father. I do what, I, what my father sent me to do. And he said, if I do not perform the works of my father, then don't believe me. All right? So there are so many people who preach us. There are so many people who, who says, I have, the truth, I have the truth and listen to my doctrine and my doctrine, my doctrine, my doctrine. I just say, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit of the tree. The tree is known of its fruit. So Jesus himself said, if I do not do the works of my Father, then don't believe me. So now, that same Jesus Christ is in us. He said, John chapter 14 verse 12, You will do the works that I do and even greater than these, because I go to my Father. Alright, so now, he went to his Father, we are with him. So we are now with the Father. Now we can do the works that he did and even greater. So now, we can say, if I do not do the works of Jesus, if I do not do the works of my Father, then do not believe me. So the law says, by the testimony of two witnesses, the truth will be established. Okay, so one is speaking the truth, the gospel, the words of Jesus Christ, the words of the Father that he was sent. Okay, remember in John chapter 17, he said, Father, I have sent them even as you have sent me. And they will do the works so that they may know that you have sent me. So if we do the works of the Father, the works that Jesus did, then uh, we, the Father testifies with us like he testified with Jesus. And Jesus and God will be with us and we will do the works of the Father. The testimony will, of two will be there. So we speak the words of Jesus. He is the word that became flesh. We speak the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth, the person Christ. We preach Christ, not a doctrine. We preach the person Christ and what he did for us and the sacrifice that he brought. All right? We speak his word, but also we lay hands on the sick just as he has commanded us and the sick get healed. So if there is no power, it is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. If there is no fruit of the tree, do not believe it. All right? So it is... It's maybe a bit of a harsh word today. But look at the tree from which you are eating now. The church that you go to. Look at the fruit. If the fruit is not there, don't just take everything that they say. Alright? So, the truth will be established. Two witnesses. The gospel and the works of Jesus. If those two are not there, the, the, the truth is not established. So, there might even be places where there are miracles, but the, the gospel is not preached. You get legalistic people who, by the grace of God, they started out in the Spirit, but they are now reaching, trying to reach perfection by dependence on the flesh. But they are, there's still some power left. You know, you see, you see ministries like that. They preach a legalistic word, but, and yet you see the grace of God is in action, and some people still do get healed. Okay, so there are works. At least there's something. But if those two are not there, the truth is not established. Okay, so the gospel of grace... The gospel of what Jesus Christ did for you, the price that he paid for you, how he set you free from your sin by him giving his flesh body as a sacrifice for you, and the, the works that he is now doing, all right, in and through you. There must be relationship. If there is no relationship, Jesus is not there. So even grace, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, uh, the letter kills, but the Spirit makes alive. Now, if people bring a letter grace, 
that letter is just as effective in killing you than the letter of the law. All right? So people take the grace and they distort the grace and they try to make the grace more gracier and they make a super grace that no one even has to be saved, to, be, to, be, um, to believe, to be saved. And that is absolute nonsense. So the whole point in all these scriptures is if his words find entrance into our hearts, then we will be able to do the works that he did in even greater. And then the truth is established when we say what he said and when we do the works that he did. All right? So Christ becomes manifested in us. We, we speak his word and we do his works. The truth is established. So if people come and they, they start to reason about this kind of, yeah, but no, this, in the Greek it says this and that, and if you take this, and then they start to reason about translations, and they start to reason about this and that and this and that, and then the doctrine is so complicated yet that you basically need a doctor's degree just to maybe try to understand what they said. And the, the fruit of, of their ministry is you don't even have to believe, you don't have to do anything, don't worry, everyone will be saved. If the fruit of it is a passive life where there's no power, do not believe it. Okay? But if the fruit of it is the sick get healed, the sinners get saved, <laughs> the gospel is preached, if, if you see joy and peace, if you see the sick get healed, pains go, the lame walk, the dead are raised, okay? the, and, and you hear them speaking the gospel of Jesus Christ, what he did for us, the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and him crucified, you know, like, like Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians 2. You can believe that and open your heart there. All right? But stop supporting ministries that lie to you. Stop doing it because you are actually helping them kill you. All right? So the religious spirit is trying to kill you. They sought to kill Jesus. They will speak out against miracles. They will speak out against the preaching of the gospel of grace of Jesus Christ. And then they will try to make you passive by their little reasonings. Okay? Do not believe it. Even Jesus said, uh, just, you know, if I do not do the works of my Father, then do not believe me. Alright, so I just want to read further on in John chapter 14. We can start at verse 12. It's a good one. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, okay, so if anyone believes the word, he will himself be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these, because I go to my Father. So we are one with Christ, he is with the Father, so we are with the Father. And I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name, as presenting all that I am, so that the Father may be glorified and extolled in the Son. Alright, so he will grant whatever you ask, so that the Father may be glorified. So if you get a request... And if you get what you ask for from God, then the Father is glorified. He wants to give it to you. All right? Yes, I will grant myself do for you whatever you shall ask in my name, as presenting all that I am. If you really love me, you will keep my commands. So the words, the commands will enter your heart, and it will be in your heart. You will keep it in your heart. All right? And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter, an intercessor advocate, that He may remain with you, forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him and know him and recognize him but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you i will not leave you as orphans and comfortless and desolate i will come back for you just a little while 
and the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. There's the life again. Okay, so he didn't say 2,000 years. 2,000 years is not a little while, it's a long while. Okay, <laughs> 2,000 years, it's not a little while, it's not speaking of the second coming. It's speaking of when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Alright, a little while, each he got raised, risen from the dead, and he appeared to them in the upper room. He said, touch me. Here I am. And for joy they could not speak. Okay? So, uh, Jesus did not mean, when saying a little while, he did not mean 2,000 years and now we will be sorrowful and everything. No. They, it was for a little time, crucifixion to the resurrection. All right. So, but the point is here, that He is now with us. Nothing will ever take us out of His hand. Nothing will snatch us out of His hand. And He is with the Father. We are with Him, with the Father. So now, His Word abides in us, and His works are in us to perform it. And He will testify with what we preach when we go out and lay our hands on the sick, when we do the works that He has called us to do, and He will do it. He will grant it so that He may be glorified and so that the truth can be established. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power. How He went about doing good, in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil. For God was with him. Okay, so he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Alright, so now, no one has ever seen the Father before Jesus came. Jesus made him known. So, he just went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, because God was with him. And now he said, the same way. He said, John 15, abide in me and I will abide in you. We are one. He said, in, he prayed in John chapter 17, Father, let them be one as we are one. As, as I'm in you and you are in me, let me be in them and they be in me. So we are totally one. We are united with Him. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives within me. And the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Therefore, I do not treat the, the grace of God as something of minor importance, defeating His very purpose. For if justification comes by observing the law, then Jesus Christ died groundlessly. So Jesus died. That was what the Father told Him to do. He died and He was risen again from the dead. So that we too now can share in this fellowship with the Father. So that we too now can, can walk in the Spirit and, be, and say, God is with us. <laughs> And because God is with us, we can say to the sick people, be healed. We can say to the dead, rise again. We can speak the words of Christ and it can have the same effect. Okay? And the same effect, the same power that was in the words of Jesus Christ is now in our words. And that causes our works to be full of life, full of power, full of healing. Okay? So we can now go and demonstrate the Father. Now, Jesus Christ, who showed the Father to the world, is now in us. Now the unseen becomes seen in us. And we do the very same works. This, the Father who is unseen everywhere else becomes seen in us. Okay? And we can, we can heal the sick. We can cleanse the lepers. We can bring recovery of sight to the blind. Because God is with us.
Now in Mark chapter 16 verse 15 we read the following. Now with everything that we've read in this program and the previous program, um, I just want you to, to see this in a new light. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel, to every creature, the whole human race. He who believes, who adheres to and trusts and relies on the gospel, and in him whom it sets forth, and is baptized, will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to, trust and rely on the gospel, and him whom it, whom it sets forth, will be condemned. So it's not, not only the, it's not the message, it's the person. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new languages, they will pick up serpents, and even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will get well. So then, the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken uh, to them, was taken up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God. So he entered his rest. Verse 20, And they went out and preached everywhere. So they went. <laughs> they preached everywhere. While the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the attesting signs and miracles that closely accompanied it. Amen. Alright, so now, Jesus said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel, and these signs will follow them that believe. Alright? So that means... We now go as Jesus went. We now have the same relationship with Jesus as Jesus had with the Father when He was on the earth. So we speak the truth concerning the gospel, concerning the cross of Christ. And He gives His testimony with us. And now it's three that testifies. <laughs> it's Jesus, His word. It's us preaching Jesus. And it is the Father. <laughs> so because we know where we come from, we are born of God, born from above. And we know where we are going. We are with the Father. We are united with Him. And we are in heavenly places, seated with Christ. Alright? So, now we testify with Jesus and the Father. He testifies with us, confirming the word that we preach with signs and wonders, miracles. So, let the, the, the truth be established by these witnesses. Okay, so, remember in, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, God said, Jesus said to the disciples, um, you know, go wait in the, in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power. And you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And uh, you will be my witnesses unto the ends of the earth. So a witness sees something. A witness testifies of what he saw. So we see what Jesus did and we do it. We hear what he, what he said and we preach it. And when we do it, He comes and puts His testimony with ours. And we, uh, the two testimonies together establishes the truth. And we see the blind see, the deaf hear. We see the gospel being acted out. Jesus Christ died for the sin of the world. If the sins are forgiven, it means the sickness must be healed. It means the dead must be raised. So this is maybe a very bold thing to say. But I just really want to encourage you, if you really believe in Jesus Christ, you need to wake up and get up out of your chair and go to the sick people and lay your hands on the sick so that they can recover. So that God can establish you as a son of God, so that, so that the truth can be manifested in your life. You need to go out and lay your hands on the sick. You need to go and perform the works that Jesus did, and even greater, so that God can be seen in the earth again, so that the testimony of Christ can be witnessed in the earth again. So that the people can believe and be saved. Okay? So um, 
uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, I want to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Alright? And he said, um, and my speech will not set forth in persuasive, enticing words of human wisdom and plausible reasoning and all that. He said, but it was in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. My message was in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, stirring in the minds of my hearers most holy emotions and thus persuading them, says the Amplified. Alright, so what happened there? He preached the gospel. The Holy Spirit testified with him speaking. So when he preached, there was an experience of the Holy Spirit in the hearts and minds of the listeners, and that persuaded them. But Paul also demonstrated the power, raising the dead, healing the sick, you know, you can, you can read it in Acts chapter 19, verse 11, and, and it says, and, and God did extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul, you know, and um, they even took just aprons and cloths that touched his skin and sent it to the sick and they were healed. <laughs> so, it's not effort, ah, let's get the sick, no, they just touched the skin, sent it to the sick, and they were healed. I mean, how, how, what a greater demonstration of the witness of the Father to the truth is there. I mean, um, God sent him to preach. And God worked with him, confirming the word with signs and, and wonders following. So, um, why is there a difference? Why should there be a difference between the Apostle Paul and us? Why should there be a difference, you know, the Apostles were there. And we are, no, we are all sons of God through faith. We are all born from above. We are all in Christ. So that means the fullness of the Word of God must be manifested in our lives here on earth today. And we need to go out in power. We need to lay our hands on the sick. Go to your nearest mall. Go to your nearest place where people gather and lay your hands. And I tell you, if you believe the Word of Jesus Christ, you will see it happen. There's no way in, in which you will be disappointed. Romans 10 verse 11 says, No one who, who trusts in Him will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. So uh, I just want to encourage you with this word. Um, so stop listening to useless, fruitless religion. But start listening to the true word of God. Start listening to, to someone who has substance to give it to you. Okay, And then go and act on it. And go and what you have received, go and give it to people and lay your hands on the sick. And uh, I pray that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will get active again and, and stand up and, and be raised into a life of power again. So, so that the kingdom and the power of God might be dis displayed in the earth again. Amen.